The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Clean Nation, Mike Camping here with Mike and Amber Kelly. They own MAD, M-A-D, Cleaning Services. Serving the residential homeowners of Orlando, Florida. Not only that, they are uh, our elite members and kicking butt and taking names, and they just have I don't know, every week they have such great stories. I was like, we should have them on the podcast. So they're on the podcast is tell the stories, what's working, what's not working, hopefully give you guys some encouragement and some tools that you can take away to get some some of the same results. So that said, let's start at the beginning. Um, give us a little bit about how you guys got into business and kind of before we got connected, what was working or what was not working, where you're struggling and what made you reach out? Let's Let's start there. Um, well, we started, I started at a very young age, um, but we really, we had knowledge in the industry. Um, we started, uh, in the midst of COVID, um, I left a logistics job and Amber left a, uh, chief financial officer position, um, to start our own venture. And, uh, we, we had some early successes. Um, but then we just, we got to this point where we just couldn't get past that point. We could only work so much and make so much money. Um, we struggled with hiring good, good quality people. We struggled with, um, you know, getting uh, a client attraction system, so on and so forth. Uh, and then uh, we we started falling into some of the videos of podcasts that you had in the past, and you know, we started implementing those things. Uh, in the business before we even joined the program and we saw successes with it. Um, so that's that's really what led us to take the leap of faith and, and get into the program. And, yep. you know, for me, that's that's where it was. Yeah. I mean, I can pretty much follow suit with that. Cool. So a couple of questions. You said, one, you had some early success. What did that look like for you guys? Was it you filled your calendar? You were making money? Like what did early success look like in your world? Um, yeah, we were, we were filling our calendar. I mean, we had, you know, a lot of business coming our way. Um, we networked with a lot of people that we knew, um, prior to going into the, uh, cleaning industry exactly. And, um, we were able to utilize that to our advantage. Um, but then we realized like that can only get you so far. Um, friends and family can only get you so far. You have to have, uh, a broader outreach and, um, that's, that's where we needed you. <laughs> so before we had met, had you guys done 100% of the cleaning? Had you forayed out into hiring people or was it all just the two of you exclusively? Um, well, we did uh, We did hire people, um, but we were never out of the cleaning. We were always in the cleaning day to day and then doing invoices late at night, stuff like that. So, um, but we could never really get good people. Yeah. Good quality people are hard to find until... Mike Campion comes in <laughs> and teaches you a few things on how to hire for core-based, you know, valued people. Okay. So what I'm trying to think, what was the big because I want to give the people out there listening, like, oh, I want to, I I need good quality people. How do I do this? So what were the problems you you guys are running into kind of before we started working together and what changes have you made to see different results? So like, yeah, give us what it was looked and felt like beforehand and what roadblocks you were running into. And then we'll talk about kind of what things look like now and what you did different. 
we had a lot of high turnover rate. Um, weren't able to keep people past a month, two months, um, working really long hours. Um, we had everybody at full time, whereas now we have people in part time positions, which allows people not to be as tired. They come prepared the next day. Um, we never did weekly meetings, monthly parties or quarterly reviews. We have implemented those three things, which has made a full 360, which is building company culture. We never had company culture before. We were always just trying to compete with million billion dollar corporations as a small business. And it was difficult, but having a company culture where people enjoy coming here, they enjoy looking forward to the weekly meetings, monthly parties and quarterly reviews. I think that that's made some of the biggest difference, not only our, our hiring ad, um, it's out of the box. It's not normal. And it catches people quicker than any ad we've ever put out. Yeah. Before it was a very bland, here's your job responsibilities. Here's your job description. And it just didn't get the, the right kind of people that fit in with us. Um, and I think that that was one of the biggest turnarounds for us. So I'm hearing a couple of things. One, I'm hearing a lot of things. One, you weren't getting the right people. Two, you weren't offering them the right schedule. You had too few people working too many hours. And three, because we're not because of that, because of one and two, three was you had a lot of turnover. So like no matter how many you were hiring, you just couldn't, was it financial that you couldn't get out? Like you or emotional, like, oh, if we get out, we won't have enough money or everything will go to pot, or was it logistical? Like we literally just can't hire enough people to stop cleaning, or both. I I, I think in it could be different for you. I think for me it was it was more emotional you know, well, are they going to clean as well as us? Are they going to, are we going to get called back? Are we going to have negative reviews? Yeah, and things quality and, and the standards that we set forth. Um, so it was a lot of emotion, but it was also the fact that, especially within that first year, we were just slammed every single day with business. And it was just so hard to pull back for us and still make the money that we needed to, to, you know, keep everything moving. So you mentioned some of the tactical things you did, like we changed the hours, we did a, we upgraded our hiring ad, we started having weekly meetings, monthly parties, quarterly reviews. We started, we got clear on our core values. We started, you know, using that as a standard. But I don't know how much of that is going to, or how, you tell me how did that or did that or what was it that got you over the emotion? Because I think a lot of the people they feel like it's 80%. I don't know what to do. And actually I think it's a hundred percent. I don't know what to do. Like, I just don't know where the good people are, but it's probably really 60, 40, 60%. I don't know what to do. And 40%. I'm afraid it won't work. So how did you guys overcome that part of the, I'm just going to trust this guy to do a good job or, you know, how, how'd you overcome the non-tactical part? Oh, we had to change our mindset. That's the best way I can put it. We had to change the way that we perceive things, the way that we think about our business. And for the business to actually meet the goals that we have, we have to be able to step back. There's only 24 hours in a day and we were struggling with, okay, we're doing the labor for the majority of the day, but how do we balance growing the company? How do we keep our you know finger on the pulse for financials? You know, how do we continue to take phone calls yet we're out in the field working? You know, so there was that pull and divide on our time and our home life against work life. And I really think that I think that we finally got to a point that we were like, enough is enough. enough. And to we're work. tired of being tired. 
You know, <laughs> starting a business is a leap of faith. And, you know, starting this program was a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I couldn't be happier that, you know, that we were able to, to do so. Yeah, so, I agree. so uh, again, I know some of these answers I'm asking, cause, but I want to, sh- I want to, you know, get everyone else on the same page. Do you guys have kiddos? I know you obviously you're married and you're working together, which is a lot to ask. Do you have kids? <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Um, how old, how many? Uh, one nine-year-old son. Okay. Um, so just for the married people out there, because probably more than half our listeners are married and then probably, I don't know what percentage, but some percentage is also trying to work together in the business to some degree or another. I know you guys are all in and then you throw kids in that. That's a lot. So what was the biggest challenge? You guys are so cute as a couple, you're adorable, but I'm guessing you're human <laughs> and you probably got frustrated with one another. So how did you, how did the system, how did you guys being married and being in the business kind of keep you stuck in the business and how did getting out, did that make an effect on your family life, on your ability to parent? Or has that been kind of the same, like walk me through that part. Cause I, I think the emotional day to day is a lot of people get scared, but you don't understand it's my wife or we do this or we've got to do it. Like there's just a lot of, or I've got kids. I don't say excuses, but just realities that you guys have that are common. That I think other people would be like, okay, they're, they're like me, they get me. So tell me about that side of your lives. If you wouldn't mind or tell clean nation. <laughs> Yeah, Amber just for those of you not on the podcast, not watching the video, Amber just looked at Mike like, "Do I have permission to be real?" Mike's like, "Yeah, you can." And then she's (laughs) (laughs) so you'll get the real stuff because she literally looked at Mike and Mike's like, "All right, let's we're gonna do this. Let's go." (laughs) And what I was gonna say is, is that um, some days are better than others, and we have faith in each other. We both have. In the very beginning, we kind of sat down and figured out who has what strengths against the other person and their strengths. And luckily, we we do even each other out really, really, really well. Um, what I don't know, he knows. What he knows or what he doesn't know, I know. Um, we divided up tasks on who does what and when um, to divide the roles. So we're each was responsible for something or multiple things in the business. Um, there's been a lot of late nights, uh, you know, 11 o'clock, midnight, 1 a.m. Did we get everything done? We're still talking about business. And as the years have gone on, balance, work-life balance, I can tell you is probably oh, tenfold yeah, better. the best thing yeah. that you can do. Um, being in this program, having the mindset coaches be able to help us, you know, know when to talk about business and when not to. It's important to remember you have to have a personal life. You have to have time for your family, your kids, and then time as a couple together. And we did struggle with that in the beginning. Um, And we've really worked through a lot to be able to finally say, okay, this is the time for business. This is the time for our personal life. We try to manage the business, not each other. Yep. Easier said than done. Really easy. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you own a business together or not, try not to manage your spouse in any regard is difficult. And you're like, oh, but I'm a business owner and I manage people all day long. Now don't manage your spouse. Like that's harder. Oh, now we are business owners together. That's just a lot. So I just, I'm trying to put myself in the listener's shoes and I know they're going, I know, but how did you do it? Like they're just want to shake you and go, well, first of all, how, how much you guys were cleaning, how much you work, how much were you cleaning before? How much of any are you cleaning now? Let's get kind of some, just where you're on the journey and then we'll let so, them shake out of you. Like, but how did you do it? So let's start with data. Like, yeah. How, like when you, yeah, just give us over the last couple of years, kind of before and after and during you're with us, what your hours cleaning or in the field have been. 
Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. So the first year, the first year we had so much business and trouble hiring people um, that I think our longest stint of cleaning was 40 days straight, working anywhere from 12 to 17 hours a day, if I'm correct on my math there. Um, It was really hard. Together. Um, So that means you're cranking out 20, 30, 40 hours a day as a team for 40 mm -hmm. days straight with no break. So it's basically eat, sleep, clean. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was the exactly. motto of life, which yeah. is hence why like, now- we were allowed to sleep. We were allowed to sleep. We didn't get that. We were just eating and cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't sleep very much at yeah. all. Um, Plenty of low blood sugar days for sure. <laughs> um, year, year two, we realized that that's unattainable, right? Like well, it's you unsustainable. Can't, you can yeah, do it. Yeah. Yeah. As a human being, it's just impossible, um, especially with raising a kid. So um, we narrow down our radius on where we service. So we cut our radius down so that we weren't having as much drive time in, in this area. Um, we also cut down, we weren't, we're not going to work weekends anymore. We cut that back so that we could implement more family time. Um, and then going into this year, I would say we are just, we were tired and like really tired, not knowing which way to go. Do we keep working this hard? Do we have to cut back anymore? And that's really when we came to you and, you know, Grow My Cleaning Company was able to help us navigate that and to figure out where we need to be at and how we do it. Yeah. I mean, before I think we were working anywhere from 40 to 50 hour cleaning work weeks, um, not to mention the office side of things. Yeah. Now we're doing maybe 15 Mm-hmm. Hours a week clean. So it's been two months and we're not there yet, but it sounds like big fat steps forward and being having a front row seat to your progress. I'm, I would lay money, I'm not a betting man, but I would lay money in 30 to 45 days. You guys will be done and more importantly, done forever. Like it won't be, I don't know if someone quits, we're stuck and we got to go back. It'll be like we have systems, we have floaters, we have more people coming in and you'll be to that point where a lot of our clients get, which is, I have too many people. I can't, I have to tell them, no, I don't like doing interviews when they're not going to, I can't hire them. Um, okay. So you went from anywhere from 70 hours down to 40 kind of on your own. And now they're down to 15 each with hopefully some high confidence. It'll be to zero here in a month or two. Is that overstating or fair? That's fair. That's definitely fair. Yes. Okay. So for the people listening that are like, okay, like anything the, the we'll just let you guys end with any, without any like question, just if you could, not if you could, since you do have the opportunity to speak to Cleaning Nation. Um, what number one or two things would you say to do? And if you, it makes more sense, you say things you want to eliminate doing. Just what's, what advice would you give to Cleaning Nation? The floor is yours. Speak as you see fit. Good. Hmm. Yeah. Put them on the spot. Um, well, I put you in the spot. You're smart enough to make <laughs> you just put yeah. it right over to Mike. And you're yeah, coming right over to Mike. To go. He's, just, he's first. Yeah, he's first. <laughs> um, I definitely think that it, the most important thing, and it would seem like it isn't, 
But I think the most important thing is to allot that time for yourself, for your family, for your partner. Um, just to be there's a been jerk because they're like, I'm just want to be their like devil's advocate, right? But how do I do that? I can't. Like you don't understand, Mike. Um, everyone's. I can't. I want to. I, how do I? How? How do I allot that time? How do I draw? And I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just really want to help the people. Like how do you? You've wanted to do that forever. You've known you need a lot of time for yourself and your wife and your your son, but you weren't able. What changed that you were able to like go from, I know I should exercise and not eat a bunch of sugar to I'm exercising and not eating, you know what I'm saying? Like what what changed for you? I'm not saying this will be for everybody, but how did you do it? That's all you can that's you know, you can only share your story. For us, I feel like it was a hard line boundary. We just had to set boundaries with ourselves and say, you know what, even if it's an hour, it's an hour out of this particular day every week to set aside for ourselves, for our, our um, family. Um, and it's, it's really that hour you think is stealing away from doing work and going into the business. It actually gives you so much more reprieve and able to go back with clarity into the business and be more effective on your actions taken in place. So I would say it's a lot of self-reflection. What do you want out of life? Do you want to be cleaning for the rest of your life or do you want to own a company that you're proud of that makes money to support the life that you want to live? And that's where we finally got to was we don't want to work all these long hours. You know, we have goals. There are things that we want to do, you know, and to get there, we had to step back, get out of the cleaning, self-reflection on what do we want? What's our goals? How are we going to get there? And then set that plan in action to get there so that the company isn't stagnant. You know, it needs to reach the goals that you have set. So I have a couple of comments and then we'll close. First, I love what Amber said about self-reflection. I think one of the biggest problems we run into as business owners, when we're doing it, doing it, doing it, we don't ever have any time to think about it. And you can literally sneeze and six months, a year, five years have gone by. And mm-hmm. one of my favorite questions to ask people who are considering accepting as a client is, is this where you thought you'd be when, you know, I, how long you've been in business? Three years. Is this where you thought you'd be three years? No, I wanted to be an owner. I thought I was just going to clean for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. And it's been three. And like, they just, it's so common and it could be cleaning. It could be stuck at 20 grand a month or a hundred grand, whatever. It's not always cleaning, but that's the most painful one I hear. And it's such a self-fulfilling prophecy. You don't have any time to think or do your business. So, and that thinking is the only thing that's going to make you realize this isn't the life that I created. So because you're so busy ask, working, you don't have time to ask the big questions because you don't take time to ask the big questions. You keep working. So I love that self-reflection. And I want to encourage you guys and gals, the A, take some time. Like just rip a bandaid. That's another thing we get, you know, we, Mike and Amber, I actually had the privilege of getting to invite them into our program personally, which I don't always get to do. And, um, all the people we've helped start with that call, which can take an hour, maybe sometimes more. And so frustrating to hear people that are like, oh, I can't come. I got called out for a, a last minute job and that job might make them 200 bucks or whatever thing that they got going. And it's like, that's the whole debt come problem. And it's not us. I'm not saying, you know, we're, and we are, but it's not about us. It's about even when they take the time to set an appointment to get with someone and think about their business and their lives and what they want. And they don't even give themselves that hour. And it's so stupid. I'm like, is it a $250,000 a year client that's going to quit today if you don't go meet with them? It's like, nope, somebody wants a $100 carpet cleaning or even God forbid, a $500 carpet, whatever the heck it could be. 
and they just rob themselves of the exact thing that they need. And it's kind of like, I can't, I can't waste time working on my business. I'm too busy. It's like, or is it you're too busy working on your business in your business? So you can't work on it. So I love Amber, what you said about taking the time. Um, and that's what I would encourage you guys to do. So <clears throat> take some action, um, whether you reach out to us or not, doesn't matter. But if you just listen to this podcast and then say, God, that was so inspiring. I love those guys. I want to have a different life. I, I am. This is the day where I'm like, I don't want to be like that anymore. I want something different. And then you go right back to cleaning. It's all kind of been a waste of our time, hasn't it? So whatever that looks like, if it's reaching out to us as a coach, to someone else as a coach, something, find someone that knows what you what you need and cares about you and has a skill to help you and ask them and pay them money or time or beg, whatever you got to do. But nothing happens until the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of doing something different. Because I got to tell you, Mike and Amber, it's not cheap to work with us. It's not not scary. Right. I, did, I wish I could say they just gave us money. We kind of sent our drones over and like magically <laughs> fixed our crap. It was none of that. They, Mike and Amber magically fixed Mike and Amber's crap. We just gave them support and the tools. So there's a cost. Right. And I'm not even talking the money. I'm talking about the emotional, like I'm trusting everything we actually do. Probably very little of what we actually do is comfortable or natural because if, if it was comfortable and natural, you're already doing it. And if you kept doing it, you're going to keep doing what you've been doing. So I just want to encourage guys, gals, make this the day you go, I'm not going to live like this anymore. I don't have to live like this anymore. It's been six months, three months, nine months, 15 months where I thought I wasn't going to be clean and I am. And there's a lot of, it'll get better because it has to. It'll get better because if and when and only if and when you change and decide it's going to get better. All right. Anything to add, uh, Team Kelly, or you feel like we've wrapped it good? No, 100%. I mean, it was well worth you know every red cent just to have that reprieve and that the confidence that we have now, the mm-hmm. the you know, everything that we've gotten out of the program has helped us move forward. And that's exactly what we were looking for. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like a brand new outlook on your business, on your life, on the way you can do things and the way that you can be successful and what works best for you as a person. It's worth every, every minute, every hard step of the way. Even if Mike yells at you, it's worth it. Because <laughs> he's going to keep, Yeah. (laughs) And it's because it's going to teach you something that maybe you never would have thought of or known otherwise. And that goes back into the self-reflection. You work hard in this program and it's going to pay off for you. Yeah. The passion of your team and you yourself, Mike, truly shine through and everything. Amazing. It's amazing. All right. Without being a big love fest, I can't help but say, (laughs) hey, I appreciate the kind words, but I, I can't emphasize enough to you guys and to the listeners. Yes, we have systems and processes and accountability and all sorts of beautiful things that are completely worthless without committed owners. So mm-hmm. I just can't emphasize enough. You guys won because of you guys. Like certainly we give the tools and the architecture and the outline, but you were the contractors that picked up the tools, followed the plan, did the work. And now you've got a beautiful house and you could look at the architect and go, thank you so much for building this house for me. It's like, yeah, I think you all built the house. We certainly gave you some tools and, and some help, but um, and that's how it is clean nation. So if any of you guys are like, well, I'll just give the money and then I'll be rich. It's like, yeah, I don't know about that. But if you're all in committed to live a different life, to do different actions and you need some help, happy to talk. Uh, and like, you know, any coach that's being honest with you, I don't know if there's any, you know, done, if there's a done for you thing, it's like, well, that would just be me building my own business. Like, why would I build your business for you? <laughs> if I would do that, if it's done for you, that's called my business. So, um, Yeah. Just want to encourage you guys, gals, whatever. This isn't a pitch about us. This is a pitch to have you guys live the life that you want and pay the price. And whether that's this coach, different coaches doing something different. Um, The only guarantee out there is if you keep doing what you've been doing, you're pretty much guaranteed to get what you've been getting. 
or worse, right? Sometimes COVID's happen or things happen or bad, you know, rarely do you keep doing what you've been doing, they get better. 80% of the time they say the same, 20% of the time it gets worse because you get tired, right? You guys were kind of were 70 hours a week and then 50 and 40, and you're just kind of getting ground down until you eventually would have been like, we got to change it. We're going to quit. And I'm glad we got mm-hmm. to help you prior to that. But a lot of times that's when people come. All right. Clean Nation, thanks for hanging. Uh, if you want more, growingcleancoate.com, bunch of free resources. We got a Facebook group. We got a thousand podcasts, all the stuff that you need to grow, growingcleancoate.com. Check it out. See you there. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.